On today's news episode, we discuss Rise of the Resistance opening date, Disney free dining announced, and more news about Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. All these stories and much more on episode 211 of the Capture the Magic podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Capture the Magic Vacations. Disney World and Universal Studios are some of the best vacation destinations in the world, but that doesn't mean that they're easy to plan for. Without proper planning, your long-awaited trip can quickly become overwhelming and basically a nightmare. That's where Capture the Magic Vacations can help. They take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations and much more. And there's no charge to you for using their services. So head on over to CaptainMagicVacations.com backslash magic and request a quote with the promo code CTMP and you will receive a free gift with your vacation booking. So again, that's CaptainMagicVacations.com backslash magic and use the promo code CTMP. So hello everybody and welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Jared Lee and usually I'm joined by my lovely, lovely wife, Jamie Lee, but she uh, has successfully given birth to our son and uh she is recovering they're both doing both doing good so uh i am now joined for the near future we'll see how long jamie kind of has free reign of however long she wants to be off so she's uh she's she'll let us know but uh, i am joined by my normal co-host on the Diz dudes mr jeremy i don't have a i don't have a flashy nickname for him this time so just mr jeremy stein so jeremy how are you doing i'm good man congratulations Thank you. It's been a it's been a whirlwind. Um, so it's uh, but thank you for filling in. So like we we talked about before, but Jeremy's going to be filling in. It's a little late when we're recording here, so it's it's uh, it, yeah it's uh, so it, it's it'll be a normal. I mean, we'll still talk about the news and rumors. You might get a little Diz Dudeish if you've listened to Diz Dudes. <laughs> you might be familiar, but we'll try and keep Jamie off of our back and not. It won't be completely Diz Dudes because Jamie would just. She would just throw things at us and yell at us, so we won't do that. So, um, but yeah. So, anything? Uh, I think right now you have a slumber party going on. We do. Yeah, we're doing uh, Lacey's ninth birthday party, so she's got some friends over. They're currently building a fort in the living room. Uh, did pizza, water balloons, cupcakes. She had Spider Man themed, which was nice. which was cool. Very good. So yeah, doing all that because her birthday is uh, Saturday. So it'll be tomorrow when this comes out, and we're heading to Disney. Uh, so we wanted her to have a chance to have a little party and uh, have a couple friends over. So sleepovers are always a blast. Very cool. Yeah, they are good. Yeah, Jamie actually. So um, she was supposed to be induced on basically midnight, uh, Sunday night, but I guess Monday morning. Uh, went into labor before that, but so on Saturday we actually did go see Spider Man because uh, oh, we had some. Yeah. Um, since our birthdays are so close, Alamo gives you free tickets for your birthday and oh, Jamie awesome. was like you know uh, well if we're gonna go see a movie we probably gotta go now because they're gonna be able to go for probably a little bit and i was like oh good right. point so yeah. uh we went and saw which i i liked it i i think it's what i assumed uh it was good yeah. not great um in the ending kind of thing sets up a little bit what's going forward but it's an entertaining movie so if you haven't yeah. seen it i'd say it's it's uh it's definitely worth going seeing just kind of a yeah i actually it, enjoyed it the second time i saw it more because i don't for some reason, you know how sometimes movies just do that because you can actually just kind of sit back and relax and just enjoy it as a movie as opposed to like, you know, understanding your way through it. Not that it was hard to understand, but right, right. just in general, you know, like you kind of just get to like let loose a little more and not really watch with such intent. It's just more of like an entertainment piece as opposed to like most Marvel movies among first viewing. You're looking for every little detail and, you know maybe teases to what the future is and stuff like that. So right. um, I enjoyed it second time around a bit more. Well, I'm sure I'll see it again uh, when it's on Disney Plus would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the news. Before we do that, I just want to remind you to check out some of the other shows on the Caption Magic Network. Uh, we have, like I said, the Diz Dudes with Jeremy and myself. And uh, so that's released every Wednesday, but we do a live stream uh, to Club 32 every monday at 5 central 6 p.m eastern time 
Uh, and we, you know, it's, it's fun. So we get in there and we, we talk with the group and they contribute to the episode and, and it's a good time. So if you want to be in, you know, if you want to, uh, join in on that, you can go to ctmvip.com and check out some of the, all the other perks you get for being a member of club 32. Uh, we also have the, uh, main street magic podcast. I'm, my brain's not working, uh, every Tuesday and Friday. Although this week we did switch. So the news episode is coming out on Friday. Jeremy and Rhonda did theirs on Thursday since the baby coming and everything like that. So, uh yeah normally tuesday and friday for them and then we also have on this feed uh trip tales and c team at the movies uh trip tales being a little bit of a hiatus while jamie is recovering and uh if you haven't left us a review or subscribe to the podcast yet we please ask you to please do so it helps us continue to grow the show and we would greatly appreciate it so all right well let's get into the news so jeremy is going to be doing my usual spot of reading the news and i will be doing my best jamie impersonation of keeping things on track i suppose Um, So the first news item we have here is regarding Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, so we have an announcement uh, date for Rise of the Resistance. And from Disney Parks blog, they said, We've got some exciting news to share today with the galaxy. We're opening Star Wars Rise of the Resistance December 5th at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, If this date sounds familiar, many of our fans will recognize it as Walt Disney's birthday. What better way to honor the ultimate storyteller than by introducing the most immersive and advanced attraction ever imagined in a Disney park? Uh, When it opens, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will blur the lines between fantasy and reality and will put guests in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Guests will be recruited to join Rey and General Organa uh, at a secret base. Along the way, they will be captured by a First Order Star Destroyer, with the help of some heroes of the Resistance, they break out and must escape the Star Destroyer, protect the secret base, and stay one step ahead of Kylo Ren. Uh, and then as soon as work is completed at Walt Disney World, Imagineers head back to California uh, and complete at Disneyland, and Rise of the Resistance will actually open there on January 17th. Uh, so two two different dates, and it's I guess it's kind of swip-swap from what we all thought maybe was originally going to happen, which was that disneyland would get it first and then yeah it's interesting so from what i gather it seems that i know on both coasts rise of the resistance didn't open when galaxy's edge opened because they were having issues with the ride Mm -hmm. um and if you know and i know you know this but anybody looked in this ride this ride is going to be insanely immersive and complicated and it's a huge undertaking so i think them having issues is not that surprising. I know they've spent extra money trying to fix it. I, I, from what I understand, the team in Florida figured it out first of what to fix it. <laughs> so they're going to fix it in Florida, and then they're taking them and heading them over to Disneyland and say So basically, since they figured it out first, they get to open it, I guess, first. Yeah. Um, but That's fair. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be an insane ride. As, as, as much as I'm looking forward to, you know, we go in August, like Smuggler's Run, I, I think – Rise of the Resistance is the thing that's going to be like the flight of passage of mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge would be my guess. Yeah, yeah completely. I'm excited. It's funny because we already um, we were booked for the Neil Patrick Harris Candlelight Processional on December 4th. Um, and we were already looking for a room to stay the night so that we would be waking up there on the 5th. So we'll be there on the 5th. And I, I don't I mean, we'll see how it goes. Our plan, I guess, will be to to get up early and try and head over there and see if we can experience it or to see how that whole process goes so um we'll hopefully be checking it out day one but we'll see yeah we were you know maybe part two because we're gonna be down there in august for galaxy generally opening so it might be part two of coverage of that that'll be interesting but i think you know the december 5th was the timeline that we all originally thought galaxy's edge would open in the whole thing so it makes you think the rise of the resistance was the thing that they they just didn't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, although we have a date on it, and uh, it'll be exciting. So kind of have yeah. two, like, it's almost like a soft opening of Galaxy's Edge, and then we get the, the final piece of it. So Yeah, that's that, exciting. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Uh, next uh, piece of news we have here is about the Skyliner. Yeah, so uh, Disney Skyliner takes flight on September 29th, 2019 at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, dawn of a new era in Disney transportation is right around the corner. On September 29th, Disney Skyliner gondolas will take flight and officially begin transporting guests around Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, as many of you have seen, the state-of-the-art transportation system offers a new way to experience the resort with amazing views only available from the sky. 
Disney Skyliner connects Disney's Hollywood Studios in Epcot to four resort hotels, including Art of Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, and the new Riviera Resort, uh, which is scheduled to open in December of 2019. Uh, some Disney Skyliner cabins feature graphics based on Disney films, attractions, and characters. We previously featured a few of the character cabins on the Disney Parks blog, including those with Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Pluto, and Chip and Dale. Uh, some other Disney stories taking flight with guests include Coco, uh, Goofy, Pete, Horace, Horse Collar, and Clarabelle Cow, Finding Dory, Haunted Mansion, Monsters, Inc., uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Ratatouille. Before you know it, Disney Skyliner will be floating guests across Walt Disney World Resort, Keep checking the Disney Parks blog for more details in the coming weeks. Yeah, so we, I know we talked about a rumor on here. Originally, everything, now Disney had never said officially, but it seemed like it was going to open like August 28th, mm-hmm. uh, which lined up with Galaxy's Edge. So it uh, seems like either, you know, I know we had talked on other shows, and I know you and I had talked of, I've always felt they wanted to wait and open the Skyliner until it was cooler out. Yeah. Because they don't have air conditioning. So I don't know if this is because of that or if maybe they're still running additional testing. Um, so, you know, uh, so, you know, it's still late. They did say late fall. Um, so September can be hot, though. So it'd be interesting yes. to see when it opens, how kind of what the weather's doing at that point. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really glad I I didn't want it to open, you know, at the same time that Galaxy's Edge. I think it's just it's it had been too much. There's no way that I think I feel like it could have been handled properly when, you know, you'd have all these people trying to use not only a new transportation system, but a new one into the greatest land expansion ever uh, in park history. I just was like, man, if that happens, it is going to be a nightmare. Um, Now, one month later isn't that much long after. So we'll see how it still goes. Well, and on top of that, you would have the opening day, you know, starting of food and wine. You would have had gondolas opening you would have had galaxy's yeah. edge it's it's a mix where you know i i think from a pr standpoint if you were to do that and it goes off without a hitch that's best case scenario but worst case scenario is let's say they have issues in galaxy's edge and they have issues on the gondola and then the story is opening day on these things is disney can't get it right so yeah. at least if one of them you know if galaxy's edge has some issues it's sort of isolated galaxy's edge you know if they have issues when gondola opens on their own that's one thing but if it happens at the same time you know, that's probably a risk. Disney's probably just like, oh, let's not. Um, yeah. Let's just kind of separate those out, which I, you know, as much as I would like to. Now, again, I don't know if I want to ride these things because I'm not really <laughs> big on heights, but, you know, it'd be kind of cool to it, it, it. No matter your thoughts on this. And I know some people have strong feelings without even being on these things. Um, this is the, you know, brand new transportation system we haven't seen at Disney World before. So it's a big yeah. undertaking. You know, it's exciting. We'll we'll see how they go. I, I've always said they'll be fine until they're not, until they do get stuck, which eventually they will. So, um, and we have another story. Uh, I don't don't know if I put it in here or not. I don't think I put it in here, but there there was a story. Oh no, it is in here. Sorry, we'll get to it in a little bit. But about some tests of uh, the evacuation on these things over certain bodies yeah. of water. So, but we we will hit on that in a little bit. So, <laughs> um. And, there, and there's a decent amount of news stories this week. So uh, the next one we have here is about fall and winter discounted roommate or roommates. <laughs> I guess if you wanted roommates, uh, <laughs> discounted room rates have been announced. Uh, it says, and I know we're going to talk, we're going to touch on this story next as well, but hot on the heels of the return of the free dining offer. Uh, Disney's released a round of room discounts for the fall and Christmas seasons at Walt Disney World. The offer saves you up to 20% off of rooms at select Disney Resort hotels this fall and Christmas seasons. Uh, the release of any discounts wasn't expected by many due to huge crowds anticipated to descend on Walt Disney World later this summer and into 2020 with the opening of Star Wars Galaxy It's Edge. Uh, that said, Disneyland's version of Galaxy's Edge opened to low crowds, and we saw offers extended to annual pass holders to try and get them to visit the park. That brings us to today, when the Walt Disney Company did the largely unexpected and released free dining discounts for a second time this year. Uh, now we have the full details of the room-only discounts available for the fall and Christmas seasons at Walt Disney World. Um, so this is you can save up to 20% on rooms at select Disney Resort hotels in late 2019. Uh, this is booked through September 29th for most stays, September 1st through September 28th. Um, and then you can book uh, through December 24th, and that's for most nights, November 10th through December 24th. 
Um, and I know in the show notes that, that you always include, there'll be really a full breakdown of all the different savings and what resorts that they are available at. Uh, of course, the number of rooms allocated for this offer is limited and savings based on the non-discounted price for the same room, length of stay requirements may apply. Uh, and there's a lot of other you know details that are excluding things like campsites, three bedroom villas, the cabins at Copper Creek, uh, cabins at Wilderness Lodge and bungalows at uh, Polynesian. Um, does not include Little Mermaid standard rooms at Art of Animation for certain stays. And you can't combine these with other discounts and promotions. So um, we've been waiting for these for a while. And they finally came out. Yeah. Are you now are you surprised that they came out? Because I know we we had discussed if Disney was going to do this, given Galaxy's Edge opening, if they yeah. needed to. Something showed they needed to. <laughs> I, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, we've seen at Disneyland with, you know, I know with Disneyland, Disney World are different creatures, but the the crowd's been much lower than they anticipated. I'm wondering if Disney World is seeing, you know, bookings not as high as they hoped. And maybe they're hoping, you know, because it's twofold. It could be, you know, we've discussed before, you run the risk that there is some, some Star Wars fatigue and or enough people think, oh, this is going to be insane. I don't want anything to do with this because it's going to be overrun with people. And even so everybody thinks that, and then it turns out to be not that big of a, you know, the crowds aren't as big as they thought. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm a little surprised, but like you said, there's something showing them that it was, they probably should do this. Yeah. Well, and what I find really interesting is that it goes through December 24th. Like I almost wouldn't have been surprised if it went through December 4th, knowing that Rise of the Resistance opens December 5th and that maybe they thought people were waiting for the entire land to be open. Therefore, they'd see an influx come December 5th. So it is kind of interesting that it goes all the way through December. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, they're, yeah, they're right. obviously seeing something that they don't like. So I, I guess that's that's I don't know if that's good for us or not. We saved on one of our trips. Um, but yeah, that was um, what I kind of thought was it, it's I, I mean, it's good in the fact you can get a deal, but it, it'd be interesting to see if, if Disney is just they're worried. I don't know if they're say they're worried. I, I'm sure long term will be just fine. But yeah, it's it's very interesting. I didn't know if they'd see it, but we, we definitely have seen it. So and along the lines of the discounted room rates, we also have a, uh, the Disney free dining was announced uh, this fall as well. So, Jeremy, talk about that. Yeah, this is from Blog Mickey as well. Uh, says, it didn't seem like they would need to do it, but Disney has just released around a fall and holiday 2019 discounts for Walt Disney World. When Disney released their first round of free dining packages for summer 2019, the thought was that they were trying to entice guests to visit during what was described to be a soft summer for resort, resort bookings and travel plans to Walt Disney World. The free dining packages were to end on September 30th, 2019, and Star Wars Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge would bring in massive crowds and fill up all the hotel rooms and proper, around property, uh, removing the need for Disney to offer discounts in the fall and holiday seasons to get people to visit. Star Wars was going to be enough. That is, until it opened to low crowds in Disneyland. Now Disney is back with another round of free dining, this time for select dates after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens and through parts of December. Uh, so here are the details. Uh, discover all that's festive and fun this fall and holiday season with a delicious offer at Walt Disney World Resort. Guests can enjoy a free dining plan when they purchase a non-discounted five-night, six-day vacation package that includes a room at select Disney Resort Hotel and ticket with a park hopper option. Uh, so you can book through September 29th, 2019 for arrivals most nights. Uh, this is going to include September 1st through September 18th, November 17th through November 27th, uh, December 8th through December 23rd. Uh, and that is valid for arrivals most nights, um, well, during those dates I just mentioned. Um, some of the ones that are included, uh, you have, well, there's a whole long list. Um, I guess I don't need to read through them because they'll all be in, in yeah, the show sorry, notes. If you check the show notes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you check the show notes, it, it'll be all listed in there. There's a bunch, and there's some, we don't have to go through them all, but here, but okay. there's a bunch of different date yeah. ranges and things. But um, are you, okay, is this more indicative I kind of look at this it, potentially two things. Is it more indicative that people expect free dining and that a lot of people hold off on trips until it's announced? Or is it more indicative of they saw Disneyland and they were thinking, oh, no. Because I don't know which one it is, or maybe it's a combo of both. Yeah, I think it could be 
a combo of both. Um, and, you know, and the thing that free free dining isn't free. You know, I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't because you have to right. pay rack rate on your room. And sometimes sometimes if you actually look at everybody just assumes that free dining is is going to save them money. It doesn't always when you pay the rack rate. You know, it could be that you might be able to get some sort of deal that let's just I don't know, some random room is two hundred and fifty dollars a night, but you get free dining. That room goes up to four hundred a night. OK, it's still a it's still a good deal. Because you're having all your food included, but you still have to price it out on does it make sense for you, for your family. So free dining is just one of those things that I think people have come to expect. Uh, I guess Disney knows that, but I'm with you there. It's got to be a combo of both. There still has to be something. If they weren't worried about occupancy, they wouldn't have to offer the free dining. There'd, there'd be no reason. So people aren't booking for some reason. I mean, there still may be an overall fear of Galaxy's Edge that people are just deciding to stay away. Maybe it's not fatigue. Maybe it's not whatever. People I, are just like, I don't want to go to Disney for the next year because it's going to be miserable. <laughs> I I'm one. I'm starting to think that that is some of it. I I don't. I know. You know, Jamie and I have discussed it before. I don't necessarily think that Star Wars fatigue. You know, maybe on the movie side, it's kicked in a little yeah. bit. Um, but I don't know. You know, you're talking about a land, an immersive land. Uh, because Pandora opened up to huge crowds. And yeah. Pandora has, even if there's fatigue on Disney on Star Wars, it's still going to be bigger than Pandora to me. You know, in terms of like a cultural phenomenon. So, I I'm starting to think there's enough people that are just sitting there going, "Oh, I'm not even going near that." Because I mean, you, you yeah. can look in in the Capture Magic Facebook group and you see a ton of people say that. There, a lot of people working when they announced the dates, they were trying to work around those because they said, "I don't want to be there for the opening." Yep. So I'm I'm wondering if Disney has created their own monster that's working against them and they're like this thing's gonna be so huge we don't need any help and then everyone's going this thing's gonna be so huge i don't want anything part of it yeah <laughs> so yeah i, I you know i i think it could be a combo because i think there are enough people though that just they wait for free dining i mean they've been doing it since basically they started doing it after 9 11 so yeah. it's been almost 20 years since they've been doing this so maybe enough people just come to expect it and they're just waiting on it and disney's you know, sort of acquiescing to both there, but yeah, very interesting. I, we were, you know, I know there's a lot of debate about whether or not we were going to see it this year and we, we have seen it yet again. So, yeah. And, and I guess but, uh, I, if they've known this is coming for a while, do they hold rooms back? Because when, you know, what a, a last Thursday was the announcement of rise of the resistance opening. Um, I immediately went to look for rooms as did a lot of people. And the only ones available were deluxe resorts. Well, as soon as they announce these discounts, the fall and you know Christmas discounts as well as the free dining, a bunch of stuff opened. So it's like they were holding those rooms back, waiting for this. So they've obviously had this plan um, because yeah. all of a sudden we were able to get All Star. Yeah. yeah, I think Ron and I got All Star music for like 113 bucks for the night of December 4th, whereas a week prior the cheapest room was like 500 at Grand Flow or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I, it seems that they, and they do do that. So that, and that's one thing if you're looking at dates, you know, for a, a certain period. And granted, December has become December used to be kind of slower yeah. in certain times. Uh, basically, the whole month becomes super busy. But it always pays to check again because Disney will hold rooms, they'll release rooms. You know, they do all kinds yeah. of stuff. So yeah, I I think they probably were. I, now, how far back they were planning this? They may have been after they saw. Disneyland's opening and thought, okay, let's do, let's do yeah. free dining. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it. Maybe they're just saying they want to play it safe yeah. and not run the risk of a low attendance opening and be like, this looks For bad. Sure. So that very well could be that. So, uh, all right, well, let's move on from that. Uh, let's talk about some, uh, new fireworks and enhanced attractions coming to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I'm excited for this one. Uh, from Disney parks blog, fall will be here before you know it. Well, for Disney, that's August, right? Mid-August is fall, so um. <laughs> nothing like October. Nothing like Halloween says yes, mid-August. Yeah, nice, cool, cool evenings for the party. <laughs> uh, that means it's almost time for uh, my favorite event of the year: Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And this year will be particularly exciting with several returning favorites and some all-new experiences, highlighted by the debut of the incredible new Disney's Not So Spooky Spectacular. 
Jack Skellington from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas serves as the host of this all-new nighttime extravaganza with state-of-the-art projection effects, lasers, lighting, and dazzling fireworks filling the sky above Magic Kingdom Park. Jack has come to tell a not-so-scary story about how anything can happen on Halloween night. Jack's ghost dog, Zero, then flies off carrying everyone on a trick-or-treating adventure where four friends, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, find themselves drawn into a mysterious haunted house. Their journey takes them from one room of the house to another, encountering dancing skeletons, skeletons, uh, waltzing ghosts, and a whole series of troublemaking Disney villains. Disney's not-so-spooky spectacular promises to be the perfect Halloween treat. Uh, fireworks are just part of the Halloween fun. Several attractions across the park receive special enhancements just for the Halloween party. Uh, new this year, when you follow the treat trail into the Monster World at Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, they'll interact in all new ways with the comic cast of Monsters as they learn about the curious human world holiday we call Halloween. Then embarking upon the high seas with the Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll discover a crew of live pirates on your journey engaged in a whole new adventure in search of treasure. Space Mountain goes completely dark again this year, hurling you through the blackness of deep space to the riffs and chords of a new hard rockin' soundtrack. In the Mad Tea Party and Fantasyland, each spin of the teacups takes guests into matter and matter territory as special lighting and music give the attraction experience an extra energy after dark. Uh, then there's also amazing Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular, the Ride of the Headless Horseman, Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade, Monstrous Screamoween Ball, and Storybook Circus Disney Junior Jam, where this year Nancy Clancy from the hit Disney Junior series, Fancy Nancy, joins other Disney Junior pals like Vampirina and Doc McStuffins. Uh, you won't want to miss the all-new Disney's Not-So-Spooky Spectacular or any of the other delightful treats in store at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, select nights August 16th through November 1st, 2019. Yeah, so lots of uh, lots of cool stuff they're adding to the Halloween party. Um, you know, it, we already knew about the. Uh, I, I agree, way way past time. Uh, we already knew about that the new fireworks show. But this kind of gives mm -hmm. us more detail. Now, here here's a question: mm -hmm. Is Jack Skellington a Halloween character? Because I don't know if he is. I still I, I think that I'm I'm one that thinks that uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie. That's when we watch it. We don't watch it for Christmas. Yeah, it's definitely not a Christmas movie to me. And I never liked it as a kid. I that was not, I know there's a fan following and people love it. I never yeah. cared for it. I'm not really big yeah. into him Burton. So for me, I'm I'm fine with seeing something like this at the things. I think it's unique, but I'm not really huge on Jack Skellington in general. Even though his meet and greet at the Halloween parties are always backed up, so mm -hmm. it's definitely what people want to see. But um, yeah, now we will. Now I don't know. I think you may go. I know um, when we're going in August, I'm going to go check out the Halloween party while we're down there. Um, so I think Jeremy may go. I, we haven't discussed final details, but probably, possibly. So, uh, well, we will cover that and, and check it out because a lot of new things. I do hope, yeah. you know, last year they had the, the stuff they added on to like pirates and things. I hope they do more because I kind of felt like, uh, to be honest, it was a little lame. Yeah. Uh, at least on Pirates, it was just one guy and a guy that, you know, he's going through a line asking if you, I forget the character's name, if he had seen this character and he, he seemed like um, he had been just told that he didn't get the role that he wanted and he was just dejected like the whole time. <laughs> like, have you seen this pirate? If you see him, let <laughs> us know. I'm like, okay. I, a little more enthusiasm, buddy, but. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, although, you know, it, I do like this idea of doing things on these rides. I just yeah. hope it's more than it kind of seemed like it was an afterthought a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I think that was most everybody's response that I saw last year. Yeah, and I'm so. guessing Disney picked up on that because it does say a crew of pirates. So, yeah, hopefully it is more than one guy and maybe they're spacing them throughout the entire ride now, you know, because it'd be pretty cool to have them fit in among the animatronics. Where all of a sudden you're like, wait, is that a dude, like a live guy, or is that an animatronic? That would be fun. See, I was I was expecting that. I was yeah. expecting them to kind of be in the midst of things. And all it was was a guy when you're in line, and then you go across one of the passages, and the guy's up there, and he says, don't turn me in. I'll give you gold. And I was like, oh, at the end of the ride, there'll be somebody there <laughs> saying, have you seen so-and-so? And then you're like, no, I haven't seen him or something. And there wasn't. It was just that was it. So it was just very, uh, it, I don't know, like you said, it just seemed really – incomplete i guess the best way to put that but 
Um, now the, the mad tea part or the mad tea party, right? That was actually kind of cool. The lights and stuff like that. It looked really cool given that that's just a sort of, you know, that's a ride that doesn't get much, uh, other than kids and stuff like that. It doesn't have a lot of wait time. It was kind of cool something like that, but, um, yeah, I guess we will, we will check it out and let you know how that is. So we'll, we'll check it out early too. So that way, if you're planning on going in September or October, you know, we can give you a little bit of a heads up of what to expect. Cause we'll be there the week of uh i think we're going it'll be the 27th yeah uh that night so that's you know nothing like halloween august 27th <laughs> <laughs> jeez says so, so halloween to me oh man all right well let's move over and uh got a little bit of i guess what to be expected or, or details or, or teasing i guess of some epcot overhauls and marvel land pavilions that are going to be announced at d23 well, yeah, be, and this is from a uh, blog from Blog Mickey says Disney has just announced that they will have a D23 Expo Pavilion called Imagining Tomorrow Today that will be dedicated to the planned Epcot overhaul as well as the Marvel lands coming to Disney parks worldwide. Uh, here's the info as released by Disney. Showcasing an array of new experiences for guests around the world to enjoy for years to come, the Disney Parks Imagining Tomorrow Today Pavilion will give fans a unique look at the exciting developments underway at Disney parks around the world. Attendees will see a dedicated space showcasing the historic transformation of Epcot at Walt Disney World Resort. They will also see Tony Stark's latest plans to recruit guests to join alongside the Avengers in fully immersive areas filled with action and adventure in Hong Kong, Paris, and California. Um, that last sentence just makes me angry <laughs> because we don't get that. And that sounds like the coolest thing ever. I know. Tony Stark. Tony Stark's latest plans. I just shake oh, my fist man. at Universal every time. I know. I know. I wish. Um, and in the show notes, you can actually read through and see the entire schedule of D23 uh, and the different things that are happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of all the different, um, you know, uh, I guess, panels and all that they're doing. So I'm I'm, so, I'm really excited to see the Epcot stuff. I It'll be hard for me to watch the Marvel Land stuff. <laughs> it really will because I'll just be jealous the whole time. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, we'll have to we'll we'll make our way out there to to uh, see it yes. at some point. I'm sure to cover it for everybody, yeah. but because you know, I do. I've never got to go to Disneyland yet. Jamie's gone a lot, so I know she wants to go out there. But yeah, I mean, some of the panels I got the music and sounds of Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge, Haunted Mansion celebrating 50 years, uh, immersive worlds bringing life into Disney parks, uh, travels with Marty, a conversation with the Skylars uh, and Imagineers. That's something I would love to go to sometime. That guy would That'd have be so awesome interesting. stories. Uh, behind the art of Disney, costuming heroes, villains, and spaces in between, inspiring women behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Magic Journey, uh, my fantastical Walt Disney Imagineering career with Kevin Rafferty, and Mark Davis in his own words, imagining the Disney theme park. So if you're going to go out to D23, there's some... Those would be, you know, those things like that, I would, even though it'd be awesome to go to D23, which we were originally going to go out there um, until they announced Galaxy's Edge opening when they did. So we had to shift. So, uh, but I would love to see some of those panels. Not, I know it'd be cool just to be in the rooms and they're talking about, you know, the, the new stuff coming to the parks and all those other things like that. But just seeing some of those panels with those Imagineers that honestly, are, are you know, some of them aren't going to be around for that much longer, and some of them still had connections to Walt. Yeah, um, it'd be really cool to just hear from them because um, that's a de- you know, Imagineering then versus now is much different, and oh, you can yeah. make an argument that Imagineering now is much more of a project management type of thing. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, we will have um, if you listened on Diz Dudes, um, Micah who was out there for Galaxy's Edge opening in Disneyland, he's going to be at D twenty three, so he's going to do some coverage for us out there so if you're in club 32 you can get a little d23 coverage as well so yeah there's another perk for you there you go so all right well the next one we have here is disney parks experience and products uh plans for d23 expo some more stuff about d23 yeah so uh d23 which is the official disney fan club announced the full lineup for disney parks experiences and products presentations um in, in addition to you know the the panels that you just read off, uh, the main Disney Parks presentation by Chairman Bob Chapik will take place on Sunday, August 25th at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, updates will include what's new and what's next at all the resorts around the world with more details to be announced 
about the changes coming to Epcot. Um, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, you, you read through each of the panels that are going to happen for those three days. Uh, if you still want to see the presentations in, per in person, still have single day tickets for Friday and Sunday um, for $89 for one day adult admission at 69 for children. Uh, gold members of D23 can get tickets for $77 for one day adult and 59 for children. Uh, single day Saturday tickets and the three day passes, though, are all sold out. Yeah. Well, Sunday is going to be that big day that we're probably all going to yeah. be looking at. Uh, so, which means probably the week, you know, Galaxy's Edge coverage for us is going to be basically the 26th is starting that for us. So, I'm sure, because uh, part of what we're going to do in Club 32 is we're going to just live stream and cover that whole week of Galaxy's Edge, all the stuff we're going to be doing. Um, so, yet again, go check out via Club, or excuse me, ctmvip.com if you want to be part of that. So, we'll probably discuss a lot of this on at least one or two of the times because um, this will be fresh while we're out there. So yeah. be excited to see what's announced and and uh, all that stuff. So, All right, well, we talked about Halloween Party, and uh, we don't have to say much about this other than uh, Tony's most merriest town square party is returning to Mickey's very merry Christmas party. So we can discuss uh, a little bit of details here. We don't have to go too far in depth because I think it's basically going to be the same party as it was last year. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And yeah, a couple couple highlights from it. Uh, the festive and joyous experience will take place from 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m., which is beyond the party's midnight end time at Tony's Town Square Restaurant at Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, you and a party can raise a glass to the spirit of the seasons as you mingle in and out of this holly jolly party to enjoy an assortment of themed food and beverage offerings, including beer and wine and a fun festive atmosphere, complete with a beautiful view of Town Square, upbeat holiday hits and decor. Uh, the evening will also feature entertainment by the one and only Tony himself. Um, you, uh, you get these hors d'oeuvres and, and desserts and things like that. But at 11 p.m., uh, you'll have reserved viewing for Mickey's Once Upon a Time, or I'm sorry, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade as it makes its way down Main Street, USA. Um, this is $99 per person plus tax and is included every night uh, that they have Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And of course, admission to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is required as well. So tack on another hundred bucks to your 99 bucks and then we inception ourselves <laughs> in the party inside a party so i'm just waiting for them to upgrade like tony's party with another party <laughs> it's got a yeah. vip section of tony's town square yeah i was saying this is disney's inception party that they do the <laughs> party within a party yep uh now would would you and i, I know jamie and i discussed this last year and, and get your thoughts on this do you think given all that's in there this is something that you could justify is worth the cost or is this simply just something that you would be like, if you can afford to do it, it obviously saves you some time because you don't have to save a place for the parade. You get some drinks, you get some foods. Is it something you would do? Or is it something that you think you could justify cost wise? Or is it just simply just a luxury sort of add on? Do you think? Um, I mean, I, I, I almost think it's, it's both. I think you could certainly justify the cost if this is something where you're truly going to partake in food and, and drink and, Make sure you get that spot for the the parade, but still, you're talking about a hundred dollars in food and drink. So, how much is saving a spot worth it to you in the parade? You know, um, it's tough. I mean, because you're, again, you're talking over two hundred dollars a person when you include the price of the party as well. You know, it's yeah. But as the parties get more and more packed, and I think they're selling more and more tickets, and more and more are getting sold out, this is certainly a luxury that. You know, if you're going to drop a hundred bucks, is it worth dropping another hundred to basically have a dinner, drinks, and guarantee that you're going to enjoy the parade to the best of your ability because you're not fighting for a spot? Um, right. I mean, do you do you think it's do you think it's worth it? Is this something that you would be interested in doing? You know, I I'm interested in doing it to try it. Yeah. Because I don't know. I, you know, it's it's kind of looking in on it. I can tell you from the last years, I was a little disappointed in in the party both Halloween and the Christmas party we went to of, I felt like there were people waiting for the parade that had not paid to go to the party. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's true, but it seen I saw a lot of people with that wristbands. I'll put it that way. And that gave me kind of a bad taste in my mouth, a little bit about it. And there, there's just more people at the parties now. Yeah. Disney, I believe is overselling them. Like you said. So with that, it, it almost is a, you know, morally you're like well sh you know even if i can't afford it should i do this because disney's just simply overselling a party that 
used to not be oversold. It used to be almost be like a, a exclusive thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would like to try it and, and see what it's all about. Now, from the people that I we've talked to several people that have done it and they said they love it. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't heard bad things necessarily about it. It just really comes down to the cost. So yeah. uh, without experience, I would, I, you know, if we're going to be down there during there, which I think we may be, I, I will probably at least one of us will try it. Now, you, when you're talking about two, three, four people, uh-huh. then I think that starts becoming very cost prohibitive. Yeah. Um, if it's one person, maybe two people, you might be able to justify it. But if you got a family of four or five, that's that's a that's a little bit of a rough go to sit there and, and justify, you know, an extra six or eight hundred dollars for just a, a little bit of you know saving a seat for a parade and some food and, and drinks. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, agree completely. Well, I mean, for us, you know, sometimes it's hard enough to justify that extra four hundred and fifty. I was just pricing out Halloween tickets even. 457 bucks you know for our family yeah. of four so it's going to be about the same for christmas so yeah you're almost doubling that eight to eight hundred dollar night whoo that's really hard to justify so um do i have to pay for the kids to come into the the party or can they just sit out on the the curb and save a spot for the parade <laughs> that's probably not a good idea right they're not quite you guys age, you so. guys wait out there but you guys but, wait but out that there. is an interesting we'll be, thing yeah. if if you're doing a family, yeah, did you guys save us our spot? Um, I, I can tell you right now, those kids aren't getting, and a lot of kids probably aren't getting that money's worth on an evening for that amount. So then you're, I mean, a lot, you might be paying $100 for them to snack on some chicken fingers and like some bread, and then you guys all get a good spot for the parade. Uh, man, I don't know if I need to see the parade that bad. That's just, that is tough to justify for a whole family, but it is interesting. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it kind of seems to me maybe like a date night type of thing, but yeah, I, I wouldn't see it being something families would would really be all over. Well, speaking of, well, I guess we'll stay with the Christmas theme here. Uh, we'll jump ahead real quick and uh, say Jingle Bell Jingle Bam is going to return uh, for 2019 holiday season at Hollywood Studios, and the dates have been revealed on that. Uh, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, Disney's Christmas season show at Disney's Hollywood Studios, will be returning in 2019. The show will take place from November 8th to January 5th. Uh, and a look at this year's offerings. Uh, Disney announced the return of the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam as part of the Flurry of Fun offerings. Disney has yet to announce a Flurry of Fun event for 2019, but it would make sense that they would want to continue the offering with the expected influx of guests visiting Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and Rise of the Resistance this holiday season. Um not really a surprise, I guess, that this is coming back, or is it knowing that Galaxy's Edge is opening, do you think? I'm not surprised. I still wonder, they haven't said, but I still wonder if there's going to be some sort of uh, nighttime fireworks show in Galaxy's Edge itself. And maybe not right away, yeah. but eventually. It seems like it seems yeah. like there would be. But I, I'm not too surprised that, um, you know, this has kind of had mixed reviews from a lot of people. Uh, initially, I think it kind of had some negative reviews and last year they kind of upped the amount of fireworks up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So see if they bring anything new to it this year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fine show. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it, if you like that show in front of Hollywood studios, it's no happily ever after, but it, it's, no. it's good. Yeah. We, in, we enjoy it. I think it's one of those where um, the connection misses for a lot of people that maybe don't watch the prep and landing shows there's two half hour specials you know that disney put out years ago that yeah that yeah play on tv i just don't think a lot of people have seen them so they get here and they're like i don't even know who these characters are that i'm watching now we happen to watch them and and we like them and it's one of those things we watch every year so i think we connect on a a, a you know deeper level with it but i think a lot of people it kind of misses and then they're just they're confused like who are these characters that i don't know about yeah yeah i agreed i could see that for sure uh, all right. Well, let's uh, actually let's talk about real quick, and then we'll save. There's another one about Galaxy's Edge uh, stuff real quick, but we'll talk about real quickly. Uh, and this is much. It's visual, so yeah. you have to, in the show notes you can see this. But uh, there was some. I guess you would call it behind the scenes. Uh, behind the scenes might be people leaked some footage of it. I don't know if there's something mm-hmm. Disney wanted out necessarily, but uh, it says behind the scenes Disney Skyliner evacuation testing posted online and basically what this is uh in regards to the skyliner is how in in not in to me not an if but a when they break down and you're over water how they're going to evacuate you off so 
on some parts there is a dedicated they have a dedicated boat that's kind of like a pontoon some people say it looks like a party boat just doesn't have a slide on it that you've seen at some lake like coves or whatever you would see but uh in one area uh it looks like if you're stuck on this you are going to be rappelling down to a boat <laughs> from the skyliner itself um because on here it says the reedy creek uh fire department reportedly posted a couple of photos to their facebook page of the disney skyliner evacuation testing the photos which have since been deleted <laughs> were taken from atop the disney skyliner cabins uh, the photos show crews rappelling down from the cabins with a boat on the water underneath them it says the evacuation scene here are not typical of what we've seen elsewhere uh, when over land various lifts can be used to retrieve guests that might be stuck on the skyliner on Hourglass Lake, Disney has a specialized boat that we did, you know, just talked about a second ago that will be used to evacuate guests from the Disney Skyliner cabins. Uh, yeah, so this section here apparently is the canal that runs between Epcot and the Epcot Resort, says where this was taken. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to rappel down to a boat from a Skyliner if yeah. I can help it. <laughs> I, I really wonder what, I mean, the party boat looked you know, looking thing makes sense. I wonder what these repelling photos really could be. Cause there is zero chance liability. You'd be, you'd be better off just leaving uh, guests in these hot boxes than trying to repel them over alligator, alligator infested waters. Like this is, <laughs> this is insane. And, well, and I never got, even thought of this until we see these photos. Like, wait a I second. know like you've got, you're going to have elderly, you're going to have babies, you, you know, all range, you know, to, to, yeah, to repel down. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, you and I, if we needed to repel, it's not that big other than I just don't want to do it. I don't really, but, you know, we could do it. But, you know, there's some people that physically could not do it. Yeah. Um, at, at least well. So I, I don't, I wonder if they posted this as if Disney was thinking about it and the fire department was like, hey, let's put this out there because this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see this as, as a, if, if this is, as, if this is going to be their idea of evacuation for this, I'm not getting on the gondolas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not get one. I will not get on one that goes over water. The land, I would still go ahead and do because I'm okay getting yeah, on the lift. Yeah, well, that's but true. This, yeah, man, because some My of these are pretty high has up. Been, yeah, I know. Well, it's one thing to get stuck. I mean, when you get stuck on the monorails, which there was another breakdown last week, yeah. um, and and you've got to get fire trucks on there. That's not something I would like to do either. No. So. Um, yeah, we will see. But that's uh, and again, this is very visual. So you seen the show notes. There's three photos that show this uh, that have now since been deleted from the Reedy Creek Fire Department Facebook page, but it's <laughs> it's on the website here. So we'll see. It's not something that I would if I if I got up there and they're like you got to rappel down. I'm 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 I better be getting some fast passes and I better be comped at Poly or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not yeah, be, I'm not gonna be happy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I well, the say, last you know news... what? instead of me repelling down, oh, sorry. I was going to say instead of me no, no, no. down, Go why ahead. don't you just bring food up to me or something? And that would work. <laughs> like you bring me a six just... pack and a sandwich, and I'll just hang out till you get yeah. this thing running. I'm not repelling right. down like, that. So, quick question: Does DoorDash deliver up here? I'm just going to hang out. I need uh, <laughs> just need some sushi, whatever. I just I'm good. Just yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's that would not be good. So, uh, the last bit of news we've got here is um, about the status of some existing star Wars offerings when galaxy's edge does open. Now this has been some questions that have, we've had, um, about once galaxy's edge opens, you know, is all the stuff that's in, in, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Launch, Launch bay, bay. Excuse me. I can't think. Yeah. I, I, this is what happens when you, you don't get any sleep for three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, so yeah, well, let's. Uh, this is a long article. We don't have to read all of it. We can kind of go over the the big points because it's it's a it's kind of a long one. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about what's coming and staying and all that stuff. Yeah, and and this is coming from Blog Mickey. And again, I'll kind of just touch base on some of these. Um, but they're saying Disney provided an update that outlined the adjustments that will make that are one that'll be made once Batu becomes a part of the park. Uh, for example, Star Wars Launch Bay, uh, Kylo Ren will move out because he's going to be part of the they're calling on planet you know inside of batu and darth vader will actually move into launch bay so that they still have a bad guy in there i guess um if you look at uh one thing that was interesting it did state though that it appears that chewbacca will still meet in launch bay but he's also a walk around character at disneyland's version 
Um, so they're kind of assuming that he won't be a walk around character at Disney World's version if he's in Launch Bay, because then you'd have two Chewbaccas. So that'll be interesting to see. Right, what and they Disney do with and Disney him, doesn't guess. like to do that. They usually. Yeah, they're usually pretty no. good about keeping those characters. Like, they don't want duplicates in the park. But it, it kind of makes me wonder on that end, too, if maybe if you're wanting to see Chewbacca, they're going to pull you out of Galaxy's Edge and make you go into Launch Bay. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe they're thinking crowd relief-wise that pulls some people away. But I, don't, I still don't know how much of a draw that would be, you know, for that. But Yeah. Um, Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular uh, will continue nightly operation. Um, and, uh, it's saying, uh, it's also worth noting that we won't get the amazing fireworks views in Hollywood studios that guests enjoy from within star Wars galaxy's edge at Disneyland, uh, because of where the fireworks launch from at Hollywood studios, it's unlikely that we'll get the amazing photos of fireworks that we we're able to capture from opening night at Disneyland. Um, and, and as you said, uh, you know, they can't just switch everything immediately and say, all right, everything from launch bay spectacular, all move into galaxy's edge. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, as you mentioned, that eventually maybe the Galactic Spectacular shuts down or is replaced and they actually move something, you know, within there. Um, I can't say the views from Grand Destino Tower of both Galaxy's Edge and the way that it lights up at night, even currently, and the fireworks are pretty incredible. Um, so if, if you have an opportunity and you're, you know, to get up to either Dahlia Lounge or if you're staying at Grand Destino Tower, especially from that club access and Kronos Club, the views are really, really cool. And you actually don't realize how many fireworks are happening in Galactic Spectacular because I don't think the view is that great as you're looking at the Chinese theater. They're all happening way behind it. And so when you see the side I view, I've always thought I was that. like, whoa, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So definitely something to check yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's a weird venue. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, very. Um, uh, March of the First Order. Disney didn't say anything about March of the First Order, all but sealing the show's fate of being cut from the entertainment lineup. Uh, fear not, though, as we'll see the return of roaming stormtroopers when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens on August 29th. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, what well, we had a rumor about it was it was going to go away because they didn't update the schedule for it. And it, yeah. the assumption, I mean, it, it really is a nothing thing. I mean, if, if you see it for five minutes, you're like, oh, okay. It's just. Yeah, just marching down Sunset Boulevard, which doesn't really make any sense. So it make you know, and I don't think they want people in Galaxy's Edge all stopping and congregating, clogging right. up lanes to watch a basically a, a, a makeshift parade. So it, it makes complete yeah. sense that they're not going to have it anymore, and you're just going to have roaming characters, which I think people will enjoy more anyways than just a mm -hmm. sort of a parade of characters. Oh, agree completely. Um, this one's interesting. So Star Wars, the adventure continues, uh, says Disney stated that Star Wars will stick around once Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens by keeping the attraction open. Disney is basically conceding that there are off planet experience that will celebrate the Star Wars saga in general. And there will be on planet experiences that will be tied to a logical storyline and place within the Star Wars universe. So by keeping both Disney's Hollywood studios will function as the closest thing we have to a Star Wars theme park. Do you think it sticks around for real? We yeah, we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this on Diz Dudes before. Mm -hmm. I think like Star Tours and I think Launch Bay, they're all on borrowed time. They're going to go away. They're not going to go in the next probably three to five years, depending on how busy, how popular Galaxy's Edge is. But it just makes sense that they're not going to be around that much longer. I mean, Star Tours is just you know I've always felt. Once Galaxy's Edge is there, this is going to be an old Star Wars ride. You know, yeah. they're going to keep all those things there now because I think they want places for people to go. But you know, I'm not going to be shocked at all if we see plans in the next few years for for these eventually go away. But I mean, would you agree, yeah. or do you think it's going to be around for longer? No, I completely agree with you. I, I think it's. I think we'll see a complete. And that's. It's not going to be. I don't think too, too soon just because they've got enough going on. But as we've mentioned in the past, you know, you take up from Muppets Courtyard, go through Star Tours to Indiana Jones, you know, Stunt Spectacular. That's a good plot of land to put another full land in from another one of their movies, um, which is what Hollywood Studios is turning into. So it would not surprise me if within five years we have that announcement and plan and we know the future of all those areas, I kind of think. Yeah. Oh, and the last two we have, uh, Jedi Training, 
Um, they are stating that uh, there are no announced changes to Jedi training despite longstanding rumors of its demise. And then finally, Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away, which is that center stage show that happens right in front of the Chinese theater. Um, they are stating that there are no planned changes to that, but they figure either Disney cuts Chewbacca and Rey from the stage show or they have to cut them from Batu, or do they keep them in both places at the same time? So not really well known on what's happening with that. Um, I, I'd say just take all Star Wars and stick it inside Galaxy's Edge and one way or another, and let's not have this disconnect, and I'd be happy with it. Yeah, I, I feel like eventually that'll happen. I think even if opening day, you might have them split, but I, I think eventually they're all just going to be in Galaxy's Edge. I mean, Disney's yeah. all about continuity, so... Uh, you know, I think long term, they may think for the first year even it could be something different, but eventually they're all just going to be back there and basically told to stay in their land because they're not allowed to leave. And yeah. in the characters who play them have to live there. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, you got to we'll be immersive, man. You got to. Yeah. Right. Whatever like, it takes. You got to just be immersive. You gotta, you're got to. you living. Yeah. You're living here. This is this is a live action role yeah. playing for, for as long as you work here. So. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's uh, that's all the news topics that we have. We have one rumor. Um, you know, th- this has been debated about if it's a rumor or if it's going to happen. But it it, re- it involves uh, a restaurant that Jeremy is not super fond of, uh, possibly getting renamed. Yeah. So um, WDWNT.com is reporting a rumor that Citrico's at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa will be converted into a new space called Victoria and Albert's Bistro as part of updates to the lobby of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. What do you think? If if this is true, do you like it? Uh, I don't know how to feel about it. Now, I've ever, I've never ate at Citrico's. Um but I feel like by, you know, Victoria Alberts is a, I mean, highest of high end you're going to get at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to name, I feel like this is going to get really confusing because people are going to be like going to, I, I feel like they're going to, people are going to have reservations if they name it this at, you're going to have Victoria Alberts and you have Victoria Alberts Bistro. And people are going to get a reservation at Victoria Alberts Bistro and try and walk up to Victoria Alberts and like, we have reservations. They're like, uh, we don't think, <laughs> I don't think you do. Um, I just feel like that's a weird thing. I, I, I would think of, it's fine if you want to rename it, but I, I don't see the point in renaming something after an, an, an existing restaurant that's yeah. already there than just changing one name. So, Yeah, I, I like it in theory as if it is going to make, let's just say, a somewhat Victorian Albert's experience more accessible is the way that I could see it working where, you know, you don't have to go and pay that full price per person, but maybe it's a more of a restaurant where it's a la carte and you can order individual items. But I agree. The naming is going to be confusing. Um, like if they just call if they, yeah, if they called it V and A's instead or just something, but I do like the idea of thinking I could almost sample Victorian Albert's food without paying that insane price. At a smaller version of it, I guess. But then does that completely take away and diminish the real Victorian Alberts if there's a cheaper version of it? You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. it's 50-50. It's a good question because you could say maybe you do Victorian Alberts food, but it doesn't have that sort of, um, uh, I guess you just call it intimacy, upscale yeah. feel. and It's more of like generalized, um, here's some of the foods. You're not getting the huge quantity. And you're not getting obviously like you know nobody's making it in front of you like a chef right. but you know something like that could be cool but yeah i, I don't know how i feel i don't yeah. know if that's gonna we'll see but it you know i, I don't know if citricose is hurt i mean i guess if they're thinking about renaming it citricose is not doing as well as they may like right i know you ate there and said it was okay but it probably wasn't no, we have not eaten price. citricose we've not i thought you had yet no we did narcoosies Oh, that's yeah. right sorry we enjoyed narcoosies we have not done citricose um you know and for me bistro when I hear bistro, I think of like sandwiches and salads, and I do so there's too. no way you could say yep. Victorian Albert sandwiches and salads. Like, <laughs> come on, there's no way that's not working. Can so. I get a Victorian Albert's uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich, whatever? Yeah, that's not really what you would think of. Yeah, that'll but, be 148 dollars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was made right in front of you, sir. This is 148 dollars. Like I made yeah. that at home. 
Uh, all right. Well, that's that's all the news and rumors we have for this week. Uh, anything that sticks out to you that um, you're either excited about or not excited about? Halloween about? party. I'm very excited for the Halloween party stuff. Just just to see a new firework and stage show, and it means that I think next year, and I think you guys have mentioned this plenty of times, Christmas parties hopefully coming like next year. Um, I would have liked to yeah. see maybe an updated parade, but I also love the Boo to You parade, so I'm okay that it's staying, but um, I'm excited yeah, for new like, fireworks. Yeah, I feel like the parade is their... It's, it's solid for them, so I don't yeah. I don't feel like they probably feel a need to change it. But the the fireworks were definitely in need of, of changing and, yes. and adding something to it. So I, I'm I'm with you. I'm excited about that. And I I'm really hopeful that they add some cool stuff to the rides. And I, and I yeah. you know I don't think this is going to happen, but I kind of hope they don't oversell the parties this year. Now mm-hmm. they probably will. It's Disney, but hopefully you know because this issue happened with After Hours. I mean, some of the After Hours are getting oversold, and I think they pulled back on those. Yeah. So. If they're getting feedback that the shows are oversold a little bit, maybe they maybe they pull it back. I don't know, but uh, one one can hope at least. Yes. So, yes. all right. Well, Jeremy, thank you for joining us and 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 filling in for for Jaime or Jamie and their big course. shoes to fill. She she keeps it all rolling. So, um, and uh, she like I said, don't know how long. You know, she'll be out. She's on maternity leave as long as she would like. I'm an easygoing boss. I let, I'm, I'm not her boss, but uh, she can, she, she has as much time it. as she wants. I, I I tried to give maternity leave and she wouldn't let me. And I was like, yeah. okay, I don't know what this means, but um, mm. but yeah. So so yeah, Jeremy will be uh, joining us for I'm sure a, a little bit. We'll we'll put it that way. But um, but yeah, as it gets closer to the um, in August for the Galaxy's Edge opening, we'll. We'll be talking more about some of the stuff we'll be covering there. And I'm, I'm looking very much forward to that. That'll be a busy week, uh, but it'll be a lot of stuff going on, so exciting things. So Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you again, Jeremy. And be sure to check out, like we said, uh, Diz Dudes. you got Main Street Magic with Jeremy and Rhonda every Tuesday and Friday. And, uh, yeah, so, all right. Well, that's all I've got. And uh, you got anything you want to add before we, we sign off? That is it. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right. Thank you for joining us and listening. And as Jamie always likes to say, we will see you in the parks. 